Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The NBA G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz. With tickets that are fit for family, friends, workouts, and more, everyone can experience the Salt Lake City Stars. Get your tickets today at slcstars.com. Jazz basketball starts here. The final horn is sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacoe. Jazz win 131-128. Let's get right downstairs and hear from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Team, We had six guys in double figures again, which I think... You know, those nights for me are always good indicators um, when we have that many guys in double figures that a lot of people are involved in the game, and that's how we want to play. How did you feel about the execution offensively the last three to five minutes? It seemed like it scored almost every time down and got a lot of baskets. Yeah, the guys executed well, and then it's it's always helpful when they make the shots. Um, but, you know, Jordan made a big three. I thought our ball movement was was tremendous. I think my favorite possession of the game may have been the Lowry corner three um, around the four-minute mark right before we subbed Mike and Jordan back in. Just the multiple drives and maintaining our space, playing with quick decisions against their defense was great. But, you know, Mike has been has been such a steadying force for us late in games. Um, he and I have developed a, a very good communication about what we would like to do and he does a good job of communicating that to the team and getting them organized and um, his decision making continues to be great late in games so that's all we can ask for some nights you make the shots and some nights you don't but um, obviously we love when we when we make them but it's more to me about the communication the cohesion of the group and then you know that leads to the good execution, and I think if we can just maintain focus on that, um, we'll give ourselves a chance in what seems to be a season of close games. Walker's seven blocks obviously stands out, but also you know contested so many more throughout the game. How do you think he gets in position to contest as many shots as he does? Yeah, he's he's very quick off the floor, um, late if that makes sense. Like he doesn't just give himself up early um he's able to close a lot of space you know with his last step and his length um 
you know, the having five blocks in the first quarter, you know, his activity, it just, it sparks the whole team. Um, and it, you know, when you have a guy like that protecting the rim, the biggest thing it does is for our perimeter defenders is it frees you up. You feel like you can play more aggressively on the ball because you know that if you do make a mistake, you have somebody behind you who's, you know, cleaning up a lot of those messes. So, um, He's given our team a whole different level of confidence on that end um, just with the way that he protects the basket over and over again. You know, I'm, I'm glad you made the point that it, it's not just the seven blocks. Like, we could probably find 10, 15 other shots that he alters or that guys don't even take. Like, he's starting now to get the reputation around the league where guys see him and they sort of veer off and go the other way um so he's he's been huge for us i think his his growth his confidence um has has been something that we're really proud of as a group um he definitely is kind of feeling like he belongs and and he's somebody that's anchoring our defense right now so um he knows that every night's not going to be seven blocks but uh, his activity remains consistent every night how much do you see them change the, how they attack after a guy gets five blocks at a quarter? Yeah, it's it's more their their decisions around the basket become more cautious for sure, um, and that's where I think we can keep doing a better job of you know getting there for the dump off pass, fanning out to three point shooters. Once teams start to get that feeling of maybe I'm not going to challenge Walker at the rim over and over again. Um, but I think it's it, it's those areas as well as when teams shoot over Walker, you know, that sometimes they alter their shot so much just to make sure he doesn't block it that the other guys have to do a better job of, of blocking out, you know, the roller um, and getting those rebounds because Walker, it's, it's hard to do both. You can't go contest every shot and get all the rebounds. So, um, you know, he's definitely getting a reputation now. I'm seeing more teams, more guards giving him respect around the basket and maybe doing that sort of Nash dribble back out along the baseline um, and not just contesting him over and over again. But, um, you know, seven blocks, they must have contested him some. So you, you coach against the Jazz with Rudy. How much does what teams are doing to avoid getting blocked by Walker remind you of what? Maybe your teams, other you saw other teams do against Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. That's a, that's a tough. That's a tough comparison for me to make because I I wasn't here. I didn't coach Rudy, so I saw him a couple times a year. Obviously, I've seen him on film a lot, um, and was a part of plenty of games where he disrupted our team offensively around the basket, but. Um, it's really hard for me to make a comparison in terms of like the similarities or differences between the two, because I just didn't spend any time around Rudy. Um, you know, those comparisons are, are always going to be made because Rudy such a high level defender. And now Walker's kind of following in his footsteps as our, as our, you know, five man at the moment. And, um, you know, I'm just happy with Walker's growth. You know, I don't want to compare him to anybody else. He's, 50 some odd games into his NBA career and he's had some great games and he's had some rough ones so um, he's still got a lot of work to do. Did you notice I guess to rephrase did you not, what did you notice from the teams that you put the San Antonio teams and the Boston team last year when you're going up against the Jazz with Rudy and um, do you see I guess some of that against teams against 
this year against Walker, some of that same kind of things that, would, that your teams did, trying to avoid? Yeah, I mean, again, that's hard for me to say. I, I don't know. I just I remember it was hard to get baskets at the rim when Rudy was there. And I feel like it's hard for teams to get baskets at the rim when Walker's in for us right now. So, um, you know, it's it's easier said than done to get those guys away from the basket. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a like I said, it's a tough comparison for me to make because I wasn't here. I'm wondering what you what you kind of take away when you see the volume of shots that they got in the paint. It's 74. Obviously, that's a lot. You have them to under 50 percent there, but. Is that taking into account, like what Walker was doing? So maybe there was more mid-range shots, and then also the offensive rebounds. Or do you look at that and you're like, we didn't hold the ball out? Um, it's a combination of all those things. You know, they shot a lot of floaters over Walker. They had some tips that it's always kind of interesting what's qualified as a shot sometimes, and what's just sort of a hand getting on a ball, like the controlled tip around the basket. Um, you know, I also think that our guys, especially when our first group's in, like we have three seven-footers out there, and so there's definitely some times where teams are shooting shots in the paint, but they're just sort of jumping into two people. Um, I didn't feel like they got a ton of uncontested baskets at the rim um, that I can really remember, like a group of them, other than in the first half when we had live ball turnovers and they got out in transition. Um, I felt like all the baskets that they scored around the rim were either after an offensive rebound um, or those ones in transition. There, I mean, I'm sure there are a few uh, when I go back and watch the film where they were able to get all the way on the rim. But I thought for the most part, you know, we did a pretty good job of making those shots hard. Like, it's easier said than done to just stop the ball on the perimeter one-on-one. Against a team like that, they're so big, they're so physical, they all want to attack off the bounce. Siakam's a great driver. Barnes is a great driver. Fred Van Fleet's tough to keep out of the lane. Um, You know, they have so many good athletes that are driving the ball downhill. And the way the rules are defensively, like, it's you don't want to just sell out all the time and put three people in front of the ball to stop it. So I think initially we did a, a pretty good job of making them shoot tougher shots in the paint but I'll go back and watch the film and you know who knows maybe tomorrow I'll be singing a different tune <laughs> then, uh, that put back kind of beside Bowery's 28 tonight seemed to almost come kind of quietly just kind of 13 shots what did you see him doing that made him so efficient tonight yeah I think it's an, another night we've seen a bunch of these from Lowry I feel like where it's it's not one thing he hits a couple of threes his teammates find him for a few he's able to find his way to the free throw line by driving the ball physically we used him as a screener a lot tonight he did a good job of mixing popping and rolling um the put back dunk like you said was a big play but you know to to consistently score 20 points in a game you have to do it in a variety of ways. And I thought early in the game, they did such a good job of being physical with him and forced him into four turnovers in the first half. And, you know, he did a good job of adjusting and decided to play a little bit more off the ball and not try to kind of will his way to score baskets by playing isolation. And, um, you know, in the second half, the times that he did play isolation, I thought he was way more patient and he was far more physical with the ball. So... Lowry's growth in terms of like how he's thinking the game offensively has been fun to be up close to every day. We've seen the games where he makes seven, eight threes, and those are nice. 
but you can't rely on that. Life, if your life is all jump shots, life is hard. And he has so much more to give. And I love looking at a stat sheet where I see him get 10 free throws, shoots nine threes. Like the, you're, you're seeing a good variety there. And I think that's something that we strive for in how we're playing offensively is that we want to have a good variety in how we play. And Lowry somebody, I think, that's benefiting from that. Can you talk about, um, yeah, actually, I was going right with that. Can you talk about Oshai just kind of growing confidence? I mean, those two threes back-to-back back in the fourth were huge. Just where have you seen him grow, you know, I guess, in his confidence? Yeah, he's he is um, he's not second-guessing himself, that's for sure. It's hard as a rookie. I've said that before. Um, I think he gets confidence from the work he puts in. I think our staff has given him confidence. But ultimately, his confidence stems from his teammates. Like, they believe in him. They're looking for him. They're encouraging him to shoot. Um, I think that's that's something that's often overlooked in the NBA is like, yeah, as a coach, I, I give Ochai confidence and we coach him every day and we're trying to help him get better. But you always want to feel that from your teammates. Um, we have a lot of veterans in that locker room and those are the guys that the young players look up to. Like that's who they want to be. Maybe not those players with how they play, but they want to be 15 years in the league, 10 years in the league. Like that's what they're striving for. And so they're always looking for those guys approval in one way or another. And so Ochai has been somebody that, you know, his teammates have gained a lot of respect for because they see how hard he works every day. They see how hard he plays. Like he made the two big threes, but I thought he had two or three offensive rebound tap outs that he was able to dig out. And we didn't make the three that we shot after that. That would have been equally as big a play. Um, His physicality defensively is why he closed the game. Uh, He gives us a lot on that end. So he's, He's finding his way in terms of like knowing that he fits in with our group and and really feeling confident as an NBA player. Um, you know his resume before the NBA speaks for itself. He was National Player of the Year. He won the national championship and played at Kansas. Like he's obviously a, a very accomplished basketball player, but making this jump is not not easy to do. And he's been patient. I know that the beginning of the season is not probably how he envisioned the start of his NBA career going, like spending a ton of time in the G League and getting spot minutes here and there. But he stuck with it. He, You guys know him a little bit now. Like he's a really mature guy and um, approaches every day super professionally. And, you know, he's he's somebody that we're obviously looking to get in the game because he has a lot to offer. Obviously tomorrow the All-Star Reserves are going to be announced. And... I know that a lot of guys in the locker room are hoping for good news for Lowry. And I'm just wondering, what do you think that would mean if it were to actually happen and for him to make his first all sport team? Yeah. I mean, first of all, none of us are hoping. <laughs> we are all expecting yeah. Lowry to be an all-star. And I think it says a lot about our group. Um, whatever anybody thought of our players – when trades were made, whatever anybody thought of our team before the season started, I would say a lot of those people were wrong. And Lowry being an all-star would be a giant stamp on that, that, um, you know, we have a lot of good players on our team. And some of the guys that came back in those trades are very good players too. And I think that, um, you know, the other thing that it just proves to all of us is you never want to judge a player too early.
Like, there's context to everything in the NBA. There's situations that are good for some guys and not good for other guys. And sometimes you just have to find your footing. And I think it would speak to Lowry. I think it would speak to his maturity and, you know, his work ethic and the way that he's navigated the early part of his NBA career. Um, I think it would speak a lot to his teammates here and how much trust they've put in him and how... You know, he's the first person to say, like, his success is not because he dribbles the ball up the court and makes a move and shoots. Like, he plays within the context of our group. And he wants to win, and they want to win, and they know that he's the guy. And so I think that um, tomorrow night's going to be a fun night. Thank you. Thanks. There's Jazz head coach Will Hardy at your Jazz post game. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win over the Raptors, one thirty one to one twenty eight. Uh, coach was really long tonight, so quick reaction from you, Coach Lacombe. But then we'll we'll of course uh, get into it further coming up a little later in the show. Well, he obviously touched on Lowry. How cool it would be for him to be an All Star. I totally agree. Um, your your body of work, you know, is is over. You know, as long as you play, and I think that uh, Lowry's showing everybody, as Coach said, that. He's got a lot of game in him that perhaps others didn't see, so hopefully it goes right for him. But, no, just a awesome game, a lot of cool things that came out of it. I think Walker Kessler has to be the story. We'll jump into him a whole bunch. But um, overall, just one that the Jazz, you know, they fought a team that was doing exactly what they do to teams. They turn you over, they offensive rebound, but the Jazz fought them off. All right, Jazz win 131 to 128. With that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way Friday night. The Hawks are in town. Tip off will be at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some player sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacoe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight over the Raptors, 131 to 128. Post game is brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Tonight, uh, the Jazz got the win. They got 28 points from Lowry Markinen on 7 of 13, shooting 10 of 10 at the line. He had 13 boards. Uh, they got 23 from Jordan Clarkson, 19 and 8 from Mike Conley tonight. But how about Mark Walker Kessler's line coach? 17 points, 14 rebounds, 7 
block shots for the Jazz rookie who is just getting a ton of love out there as he has yet another great game. It was, um, you know, he's had big games before, but this one, it was kind of that flurry in the beginning and the way that he he blocked a couple shots in a row, uh, one with his left hand, and then got out and ran and kind of led the break, lob dunk. Uh, he Yeah, he's had big nights, but I feel like tonight was was more of like, here I am. And it was fun to watch, man. And, you know, 8 for 10 from the field between he and uh, Lowry to go 15 for 23. Uh, Lowry, again, on 13 shots, gets 28 points. A big part of it, he makes four threes and goes to the line 10 times and makes all 10. The efficiency of this amazing, dude, seriously. is just something else. I mean, yeah, 28 points on 13 shots. Let that sink in there for a second. That's a, From a coaching standpoint, that's a yes, please. I know you guys use that a lot um, on the Jake and Ben show. Yes, please. Give me some more of that. Yes, that would be great. I mean, to lead the team in scoring like that and to not – you know, take every shot in the gym is just uh, not necessarily what we're used to seeing. And I think a big part of the reason tomorrow that you're going to see him named to the all-star reserve. It's so great because, um, you know, coach Hardy talked about it, but it's, you look at his numbers and we talked about the seven for 13, but he took nine threes. He got to the line 10 times. So it tells you doing a great job of picking and spacing, um, you know, playing off the ball and being active and then 10 free throws, he's in the mix. He's driving the ball. He's obviously going in and getting offensive rebound, putbacks. Um, but you like to see that. He's kind of touching every piece of the floor there. You can see that in his numbers. Just remarkable. For the Raptors tonight, they had a, a good game from Fred Van Vliet, who had 34 points on 12 of 25 shooting, 21 for Pascal Siakam tonight. Scotty Barnes had 18, but it took him 23 shots to get there. Talking about efficiency, he was 7 of uh, of 23. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. had 20. He played well tonight uh, on, let's see, 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of four from three. Triple-double, by the way, I should mention that for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, 34 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds. And I'll tell you this, you know, I, I don't think we'll get uh, stuck talking a bunch of trades or, or trade rumors tonight, but if uh, if the Raptors move Van Vliet, somebody else is getting a really nice player. Absolutely. you. He could jump in um, into a team and really make a, a huge difference for a team that's kind of Maybe rudderless. He certainly gets out there and plays so hard, but 10 assists for him tonight on just three turnovers and then to score like he does. Um, 12 for 25, again, made four threes. I love him. We played against him in, in college at, at, at Wichita State, and he is a, he is a tough, tough competitor. Uh, let's get to the Master of the Glass tonight. Uh, Safe Light Auto Glass, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, tonight's Master of the Glass for the Jazz is Walker Kessler, who had 14 rebounds to go along with his 17 points and seven, yes, seven block shots. Lowry Markinen added uh, 13 rebounds for the Jazz tonight. The Jazz were out-rebounded total 52 to 49 in large part though coach because the Raptors got 25 offensive rebounds that is amazing uh they uh, continued uh, they got 10 offensive rebounds there in the second half the Jazz had 11 turnovers at uh halftime coach they finished the game with 16 so just five in the second half but the Raptors took 110 shots tonight did the Jazz 83 it's absolutely astounding I mean if you were to just read me these numbers and say, okay, who won the game? 
Um, oh, I thought the Jazz would have gotten smoked. Absolutely. But, again, they hung in there. And, and there was something to be said for the way they, you know, Walker Kessler being in there and the number of shots that were tipped around and missed at the rim. Again, Toronto had 40 attempts at the rim and, and missed on 17. So just absolutely astounding uh, to see some of those numbers. But, again, the Raptors did what they do best. The Jazz just made more shots and were able to, um, you know, be that. Uh, that much more efficient than the Raptors tonight to win the game. Scotty Barnes had 14 total rebounds tonight, Coach. Nine of them were offensive. He, he's an animal, man. Um, an absolute, uh, you know, another Florida State guy just goes at you, and um, he he's going to be fun to watch for a long time. But that is his specialty. He 14 rebounds total, nine of those offensive. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, real. Uh, stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some, share your own. My Subaru is dot com. Jazz win tonight, one thirty one to one twenty eight over the Raptors. We'll have some player sound for you coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win. 131 to 128 over the Toronto Raptors. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Malik Beasley in the walk-off with David Locke, Coach Lacombe, said they led the whole game, but it felt like the Raptors were outplaying them. I thought that was interesting. The more I think about it, you know, the Jazz really did hold the hold the lead. Most of the game, a little bit in the third quarter as the Raptors came back, but it did not feel like the Jazz won this one open to shut. No, it did not. And, uh, he, you know, he, we, we're going to jump down to Ochai Ogbaji, and I'll answer that question. All right, let's get to Ochai Ogbaji. Well, you know, guys can come in and they can see it as being a challenge or, or difficult to get in that position or get to that role, but um, really just uh, you just got to be mentally strong to get through that um, and just keep working on, on yourself. It's got to be encouraging for the conference when you start seeing those corner threes go down as consistently as they seem to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's good, you know, um, just being, being ready to shoot, um, just down and ready, and whenever, you know, my teammates can find me, uh, just, just being, being able to step up and knock down a shot whenever. So. I got to play the whole fourth quarter tonight. What does that do for you to, to be able to do that and kind of add to your game moving forward? Yeah, just uh, uh, to be in those possessions, those moments where, you know, it's a kind of a, a close game and um, every possession is, is magnified. Um, I think that's that's just good learning uh, for me, and you know, game by game and moving forward. So, the Coach said we were asking him about your confidence level growing as the games go on this year. Uh, he talked about how more, more so than – the coach's confidence in you, that the, your teammates' confidence in you is, yeah. has been big. Is that, Would you agree with that? And yeah. How, and uh, how big has that been for you? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's, it's been huge. I mean, um, going out there and, and stealing confidence in other guys is what I try to do. So, 
uh, when I get that when I get that um, you know back, it, it, it feels good and you know it just keeps me aggressive and it keeps me in a good mindset while I'm out there. So, what have you found the difference between the first 43 minutes and then that last five minutes? Yeah, like I said, ball? yeah, like I said, all the all the possessions are magnified. Um, Every, every single point matters. Every single stop matters. Uh, kind of early on in the game, you kind of can give up an easy two, and it's like, all right, we can make that up. We have time to make it up. But um, last five minutes, like I said, everything's magnified. How are you finding ways to contribute even if you're shot? Yeah, uh, I think just defensively, just always keeping that, that defensive mindset, um, being a good def- team defender, talking, helping guys through switches, um, making sure we're all on the same page defensively, uh, just just different ways to, to help out the defense, um, just any way, I can, any way I can bring it to, to the game. So. Okay. Thanks, Thanks there you go. That's Ochai Obaji, who uh, had a good game tonight. And the Jazz, uh, Will Hardy, left his rookies in to uh, close this one, or, or pretty close anyway. Ochai, with a couple of big threes, uh, had six points in 17 minutes tonight. Uh, coaches, he still certainly proves himself to be a very useful player for this team. And I love he gets that opportunity. Um, you know, he's been working up to it, but... Uh, really good shots, you know, hit big shots. And then uh, his defense, we've talked about it, but an active on ball and really good help defender. Um, nothing but, you know, glowing reviews over the last couple of weeks. And I think his trajectory is definitely headed up. Again, I, I, uh, we won't get too bogged down in trades and trade rumors. It's, it's not exactly what this, uh, this show is, uh, for, but I would be surprised if, uh, Oche, Ochai was on the table for very many discussions. If the Jazz indeed are discussing about moving players, I would guess they, they, uh, see some value in him going forward. I would say he's on the, on the bus that's headed toward, you know, the, the continued movement. I think he's a guy that is, um, definitely proved his worth and uh, another real great addition that the Jazz picked up via the draft, via trade. Um, but man, you look at that trade and it continues to just be uh, the trade that just keeps giving, it seems. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it looks like Walker Kessler is on his way to being a very nice player. Uh, Ochai, I would, uh, I would say, maybe he hasn't shown quite enough, er, <clears throat> enough, quite as much as uh, as Walker has so far. But then you look at Lowry Marketing, who comes back in the Donovan Mitchell deal, and so you're looking at, you know, three potential dudes on top of the draft picks, on top of the other veterans that they've brought back that certainly have value uh, in a number of ways for this team. So I mean. You know, it was it was a wacky off season, but we're seeing some real value for the Jazz being bold. And I do believe that the way that Will's approached it, you know, the way he's put guys in the game and given them an opportunity like Ochai tonight to close um, and play that whole fourth quarter, it's you know those are the opportunities you give guys. I've talked to you often. The only way you really grow is through those reps, those live reps in a game. And so to be able to go into a game that physical, uh, that was a that was a, a big guy's game a lot of big guys out there knocking everybody around but for for guys like him to have that opportunity that's the type of thing i think will's done that's a little out of the box but i think that'll pay dividends down the road let's get to the check uh chick-fil-a foul shot review of the game download a whole new way to chick-fil-a earn rewards with the chick-fil-a one app tonight from the line uh the jazz were 26 of 30 Led by Lowry Markinen, who was 10 of 10. Mike Conley, who had a great game, by, uh, by the way, tonight, uh, was 9 of 9 on the line. Mike Conley, 19 points, 8 assists. He was 5 of 8 
from the field. And uh, we've talked a lot about his shooting this year. He was 0 of 3 from 3. But what a game for him. And, and really showed a lot of, I don't know, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, emotion there in that fourth quarter. Mike's kind of like the oldest child. We kind of neglect his great performances from time to time because we're so excited uh, about what the young kids are doing. I think uh, it, it goes without saying that Mike's had a lot of great floor games and not shot the ball as well, but he was huge tonight. That that play at the rim late, you know, when he got the and one, got the crowd really excited, gave a little bit of a flex. Just fun to see Mike out there and enjoying himself, and that is the word on the street when asked. You know, Mike's really loving his time with this particular team. Um, you know, a lot of stuff flying around, but, man, Mike's playing good basketball right now. Jazz win 131 to 128 post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Mark Miller Subaru customers Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share read some and share your own My Subaru is dot com we'll get you more player sound coming up next you're listening to Utah Jazz basketball. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 131-128 over the Toronto Raptors. Big night for Mike Conley. 19 points, 8 assists on 5 of 8 shooting. Let's get down to the locker room and hear what Mike Conley has to say. Man, you know, just one of those spur of the moment plays. We had a opportunity. To, I got leaked out early, and uh, JC chose to make the play to me. Sometimes you can take that possession, just back it up, and just take the possession and see if you can get something else. And he made a good pass. And at that point, I knew he had five, but I was expecting him to just run by and easy layup he reached and I was able to finish it and it was you know best of both worlds there and uh, it was a big play and I think it got us going and uh, hopefully you know was enough to finish the game. And those last few minutes, I mean, execution on the offensive end, you scored almost, I don't know what the percentage was, but 80, 85% over the last five minutes, I think you scored on the possessions. What yeah. were you doing right? Um, really, we got to a good couple sets that we really liked, um, and, and we executed. You know, they were a very physical defensive team. They turn you over, and uh, for that last five minutes, we were really poised. You know, I think Walk and those guys did a really good job in offensive glass, gave us extra possessions, uh, and we were able to get to the rim and the free throw line. When you do all those things, uh, it normally allows you to score. So uh, I was proud that we were able to, to maintain that down the stretch. Will was talking about how you and he have kind of developed this rapport, this chemistry in terms of what you want to do down the stretch of close games like this and that you do a good job of kind of communicating that. How has that kind of come about this early into his tenure? Um, you know, like when he came in, he's you know very open. He doesn't, he knows he doesn't know it at all. You know, he relies on a lot of the guys. He, he relies on a lot of vets and coaches, and um, he's willing to have that dialogue. And you know, and in the same way with me, and like man, if you see something, you know, help me out, and I'll see someone help you. And um, game by game, it changes. You know, our team is very versatile, and a lot of guys can take over in the, at the end of the game. So. Plays change, and um, he does a good job of just giving us the freedom to, to make those changes. Turnover, turnover margin was pretty high in their favor in the first half. I think it was 11 to 2, and then 
you guys only had five in the second half. What happened as far as that goes in second half? You know, we saw that they were going for 40 turnovers. You know, we got yelled at at halftime about it. And, uh, I think the emphasis was only on that for the second half. We knew if we could just limit those, you know, just cut it down a little bit, uh, we'd have a chance to win. And uh, we were able to do that. Obviously, and, uh, it allowed us to have, you know, a little bit more confidence on that end of the floor to, to make plays. What we're saying that nobody in this locker room is hoping that Lowry gets picked tomorrow. That everyone's expecting it. Can you kind of just expound on that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, he's he's an all star. He knows it. We know it. And. Um, you know, we're just waiting for a game to be called, and um, we're all super excited. You know, fingers crossed, everything goes the right way. We're, we're very confident. Um, he deserves it. He's done everything for us. He's our guy, and um, you know, I know it'll be a special moment if it, if it happens. We'll kind of talk about that too. Is like uh, kind of a proving people wrong moment. Like kind of people knew or thought they knew what Lowry was as a player, and then he kind of takes this jump. You guys, as a team, are significantly better than you know, people thought. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you've proven people wrong, not individually, but I guess as a team throughout this season? Um, you know, I think we might have felt that in the first two weeks of the season. You know, just coming in, um, we knew right away who we are and that we're going to be scrappy and have a chance. And when we started off the way we did, it was you know, that moment was there. But from then on, we expect to be this team. And um, so it's no longer about proving anything. It's honestly about us getting better and um, trying to catch teams ahead of us and trying to be as good as them. So um, happy with what we've been able to accomplish, but we know we've got a little more to Did you almost get attacked when Kelly got his I don't know anything about that. I, I, I got a foul and just walked away, and I heard the whistle, the second whistle. So I was oblivious to the technical foul. But if they would have called it on me, I would have been furious because I didn't want to part of the play. But um, I heard you know, everybody's running that I might have got my first one, but uh, I wasn't aware of it. It was easy. You didn't even stress about it. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was an option. And I was the one that got attacked. You know, so I, I thought I just got the personal foul, and I was mad about that and walked away. But uh, thankfully, it didn't. So we were just stressed because we saw him do the team 1-1. We did the 1-1 like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't see that. I, didn't see that. I knew yeah, that was on me, and I was like, yeah. dang, I walked this way. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what happened behind my back, so that was that's crazy. Do you want <laughs> one by the end of your career? I don't necessarily know if I do. If I do get one, though, it's got to be crazy. I got to, like, get double technical to get out. Get, like, kicked out, so. All right, there you go. That's Mike Conley, who did. We thought for a second he picked up a technical foul in the game of first of his career, but did not turn out to be the case. And uh, I'd love to see that, by the way, if Mike goes big on the tech front. If he ever gets one and, and really goes for it, I hope I'm here to see it. I, it, sh- it should include, like, standing up on the on press row. He deserves it. Yeah. He he's earned do, it. If he's going to get one, like, make that one count. Uh, Mike was great tonight. Five of eight from the field, 19 points, eight assists. He was nine of nine uh, from the line, and he just you know continues to be the straw that uh, stirs the drink for this Jazz team. Just so steady in everything that he does. Uh, from the day he got here, he's been yep. nothing but graceful. Uh, but just, again, just a, a terrific leader for this team, probably as good a leader Team 49 could ask for. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, not to mention tickets to see a jazz game in the, in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Let's get back downstairs to the podium this time and hear from Lowry Markinen and Walker Kessler. 
best draft things. It was like the best draft since that one. And they're all, they're really good. Ron was going to be sure to get it. I do. I Sorry, I walked fair. in and said that. <laughs> well, I walked in and said that. We were talking about how Lowry and I were both called our athletic white guys in our. That's scout. what we are. We're just tall. Pre draft. Is this starting to become a thing yeah. now? You guys starting to. Yeah, well. I'm Lowry. I'm Walker. Yeah, guys, this is like our. You guys are trying to start our, something here? It's our stand up. This is our application. On Tuesday night. One of you just needs to dress a little faster. One reason then... to shower faster. Okay, first off, I'm the one waiting. He's the one that's a little. You're a little. Slow. How many times do you wear a suit? <laughs> yeah, I wear the suit. It takes you're wearing a camo it. jacket. I can't even see you. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of I'm scared. Kid Kessler for a reason. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, we can begin. <laughs> Walker, why does Lowry deserve to be an all-star? Yes. I mean, why not? Come on, manager. Yeah. Listen, oh, listen. <laughs> I have a term paper already written. Um, I mean, it, it, the way he plays and the way he affects winning is just unbelievable. You know, and his efficiency and just how good he is at so many things and being... Are you laughing? Yeah. Why, why are you laughing? I'm embarrassed. Oh, don't be embarrassed, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's an unbelievable player. You know, extremely efficient, extremely physical. Wants to win above everything. Um, and the more than that, you know, he's a great guy, super humble. Um, I mean, it's a it's a no brainer. That sounded like I paid. That sounded like I paid you, but I, I didn't. Know. We were we're aware you're not paying. <laughs> but Lowry, talk about Walker. Why do you think he deserved to be in the Rising Stars game? Let's hear it. Because he's a good basketball player. <laughs> Thanks. He's on my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just the way what he said, just effectively winning. Like, not obviously he got seven blocks tonight, but I don't know how many he affected. Just the guy's not even going to the rim. And so that those plays help us. And obviously he, he's rebounding and uh, getting better at offensively. Like, I said last last time, just working super hard and uh, understanding the the angles and uh, just finishing the rim at the rim better. And uh, you had your one hand dunk. Yeah, today. man, you saw yeah. that. Yeah, I've been, trying, I've been trying. I've been trying. bag, man. One hand little <laughs> I've been trying to make him get one because it's all two hand dunks. But I mean, it's well deserved. We're happy for him and uh, somebody to represent. Utah Jazz also weekend. Coach said, you know, posting that you guys aren't hoping for, you know, you to have your name called and you're expecting it. For you, if that does happen, how do you plan on celebrating? Like, what's, you know, what could soon go through your mind, you think? I mean, it's good. if it happens, it's going to be a great feeling. Obviously, I've said from day one when I stepped in the league, it's a dream of mine and goal of mine, too, like on a personal level. So, but obviously, it's not stopping there. Uh, then you got bigger goals ahead of you and, uh, then it's just we got a game on Friday, so <laughs> get ready for that and uh, here we go. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to... uh, I'm going to assume that you wanted to grow up and be a professional basketball player. Kind of it was either that or croquet. Or what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you picked the room. I think so, so too. You not only here, you're starting on a pro team, you're flirting with triple doubles. How happy are you to have a spot and to be making a contribution? Um... You know, extremely. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have helped me get to where I am. I wouldn't be in this position without them. Um, so it's, it's very cool to, to make them proud um, and just to give my thanks back to them. Um, yeah, extremely, extremely happy. Were you thinking about the triple-double at all? Um, you I know, told you the first quarter. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> You're yeah, right. Yeah. No, sorry about that. Um, it's okay, man. I wouldn't say a positive I thing I from this point on. But, <laughs> but um, you know, I knew it was a possibility, but I'm someone who I play my best basketball and I just worry about impacting the game and winning. Um, so you kind of try to just push that to the side and just do what it takes to win. Have you noticed? Did you notice, I guess after you got those six first quarter blocks that they started playing a little bit differently and attacking the run? Yeah, you know, they definitely um, definitely were playing differently. Um, you know, a lot more pump fakes. A lot of times they would just dribble out. Um, so maybe not as... They didn't want me to get my triple-double, obviously. So, you know, they didn't just lay it up for me to go swat it. So it was definitely a little, little bit of adjustment. In those really. cases, do you just want to stay by the rim? Do you want to chase those guys out as they, you know... Kind of um, dribble away, kind of what, what's your read there on... Staying by the rim, um, you know, when they dribble out like that, you know, that's the, the guard's responsibility to get back. Um, I kind of just shade. Just imagine me like a cardboard cutout, just kind of like <laughs> shuffling. That's what I am <laughs> on a simple level. Valerie, I think coming into the season, a lot of people had a perception of you as being just like a really tall jump shooter. And Will was talking about the variety that's in your game tonight, you know, nine three-point attempts, but also ten free throws. Can you kind of just speak to, you know, the work, I guess, you put in to kind of dispel that myth? Yeah, it's a... <clears throat> you went two for two on the free throw one? Yes. Imagine. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get this. Uh... Yeah, the variety. Uh... uh yeah, it's been a lot of work, kind of, because obviously now seeing different coverages and teams are playing me differently every game, and uh, so kind of reading those situations. So I've been getting better at that. But then just you, you try to stay aggressive, get to the rim, get some easy ones at the free throw line, and I, th- that's going to open up. And a lot of my threes are coming off just spacing. That that's great to my teammates again, just being in the right spots and making the pass and. Uh, just got to step in and knock it down. So, But I think the mindset is just coming in to try to get to the rim and uh, get going that way. But I, I don't think you can just be a jump shooter or like just have to have the variety. So. How, did, how did you change tonight? You had four early turnovers. They were extra physical with you in the first quarter. How did your game change over the last three quarters? Just kind of seeing it, taking my time, have a little more patience and not just going right away and uh, – being a little bit stronger with the ball, like saw it in the first half that they might hit you on the arm or whatever. And today was the day that we were allowed to play like play that way. So just making the adjustment, kind of being even more stronger with the ball, and uh, go from there. A lot of times this season, when when Will has been asked questions about your game and kind of the breakout sort of year that you're having. He's referenced watching you in Finland over the summer and saying that like you were the guy on that team and like you had the ball in your in your hands a lot and that you were there was more variety there. When you were playing over the summer or like any time previously with the Finnish national team, did that kind of give you confidence that like my game could be even bigger in the NBA? It could be like this. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, just him saying that the first day when I arrived here, just we did the same version that I was playing overseas. So just giving me the confidence to go out there and uh, do it. But of course, there's a lot of things I can get better at, just improve to make even more of an impact. But <clears throat> but it definitely helps your confidence and kind of, I guess it starts from there because teams are starting to play different coverages because you're you are the I mean everybody knows the ball's coming to my hands at, at the end of the shot clock over there so kind of adjusting to that and uh, of course here <clears throat> we're all NBA players so it's kind of tougher and with spacing like making the pass like you can't really help off that much this FIBA rules like no defensive three seconds and stuff like that so um, definitely helped and uh, like I said just a lot more to work on but it's a good start kind of a similar question to you, Walker. You know, we've heard from well about how confidence has been really important to Ochai, obviously important to Lowry. How have you seen kind of the increased confidence of your success changing your game and how you play on the Um, You know, it definitely helps just from the fact of, like, once you know you belong, you know, there's not really a lot of hesitation. You know, there's not a sense of, you know, submissive attitude. You know, I, I know I belong. Um, What's that word? I'm throwing out all the vocab words, man. I've been reading the source. I've never heard that. English means like passive, passive, okay. reserved. I'm not gonna remember that tomorrow. But it's all right. We'll work on it. Um, yeah, you know, it gives me a lot of confidence. Um, you know, I appreciate my teammates and coaching staff, and you know, the Utah Jazz fan base and the city um, of pushing me. You know, they they believe in me, and I feel it. All right. Thank it's you. All good. Thank. There you go, Lowry Markinen and Walker Kessler together at the podium. Both were phenomenal tonight. Both had double-doubles. Lowry with 28 points, 13 rebounds. Walker Kessler, 17 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 blocked shots. We'll get Coach Tacoma's final thoughts on that coming up next. We've got your play of the game as well. Jazz win tonight over the Raptors, 131-128. to Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Wrapping it up next, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! 108-105, we're into clutch time. Sexton, rise and fire, off the bounce, three, no good. Kessler, offensive rebound, back up and in, and the foul! Oh my goodness! Walker, Ross, Kessler, how do you do? This kid is having a night. He is a rising star and will be in Salt Lake City. There's your play of the game. Pardon me. Our dude David Locke on the call. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight. They beat the Raptors 131 to 128. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. Mark Miller Subaru.com. Last segment, coach, we heard from, uh, 
the two double double guys tonight, Larry Markinen and uh, Walker Kessler, and they certainly have. Um, uh, what am I looking for? A, a friendly relationship with one another. You know, they they play off each other well. They do. They're like the step brothers. I'm telling you, it's um, it's going to be something to continue to follow. But uh, in all reality, on the floor, <clears throat> as as much as they jive off the floor, as much fun as they have, they're they're a great combination. When you talk about the ability to cover a ton of ground, um, all the different you know ways that Lowry can hurt you. And then the the rim protection, the rim running that Walker provides, the rebounding, block shots. It's just a, it's exciting. Those are the two guys, obviously, that um, you know we talk about a lot. Two of the big pieces that came in the trade, uh, Walker being a little bit more of a bonus piece, and then Lowry's just been on fire this year. His efficiency really is the story. Walker's one assist was a really good one. It was beautiful. Yeah. Left-handed. Yep. Uh, just quick recap, if you're just joining us, running through some of the stats. Uh, marking it tonight, 28 points, 13 rebounds. What an efficient night as usual from him. 7 of 13, shooting 4 of 9 from 3. 10 of 10 at the line. Walker Kessler, double-double, 17 points, 14 boards. He also added 7 block shots. Mike Conley, 19 points, 8 assists. Jordan Clarkson, who was great in the fourth quarter, 23 points, Five assists, two rebounds for him. Uh, Malik Beasley with 14 coming in off the bench. Colin Sexton had uh, 12 points uh, coming in off the bench. The Jazz as a team shot 53% from the field, 36% from three, 17 of 47 for the Raptors. They got 34 points from Fred Van Vliet. He had a triple-double, 34, 12 boards, 10 assists for him. He was just great. Pascal Siakam had 21, Gary Trent Jr. with 20, Scotty Barnes with 18 to go along with uh, 14 rebounds uh, for him. And the Raptors, you know, I I still, I'm, I'm going to back up my point that I made, or not back up, but to stick with my point I made in the pregame. I think they're a better team than their, their record shows. And uh, I thought they played tough tonight. They played physical and not a perfect team, obviously, but I think this is a pretty solid win for the Jazz. And this type of game, when I looked at the numbers, the, the things that stood out at me remember that they were near bottom of the league is shooting the basketball. Um, and again, tonight they had 41 more shots at the rim than the Jazz. And well, they made six. Well, they had almost 30, what would that be, 27 more shots total than the Jazz. I don't know if I've ever seen a game. I mean, that it's big. absolutely crazy. That is monstrous. So, and they still won. Right. So so you see they're, they are, they've got ability to attack the rim. They've got the length, all that. But they're shooting you know, from two, from three. They've just not been on par. And uh, I, I love pieces of this team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens as the deadline nears because you hear a lot of rumbling around Toronto. All right, Coach, let's get a, a few final thoughts from you on this one before we, we turn the page. Well, just another uh, exciting you know, glimpse of what can be. I think, um, as I said, of all, the, of all the guys, I thought Kessler was the story. Um, Beasley shot it awesome, and he really got off to a great start. Uh, Mike Conley played a perfect floor game nearly, and uh, this got contributions from everywhere. So a fun win, a kind of a, a weird, random uh, way to win a game with all of the uh, at times it felt like you know it was an onslaught, but Jazz held on, got the win, and look forward to the next one.
All right, we want to say big thanks to everybody that helped with the broadcast tonight. Of course, Lock and Boone, big thanks to them. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that helped out tonight. Thanks to Mike Smith for dropping by uh, for a segment on the pregame show. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of Jazz Broadcast. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show, the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Get some rest. Back at you, my friend. Uh, 131 to 128 is your final. The Jazz beat the Raptors. Next up, the Jazz will take on the Hawks here at Vivint Arena coming up on Friday night. Tip-off for that game will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.